0: The United States World Cup roster is here, and we're talking about it today. We're going to run through what you need to know about each player in Greg Peralta's 26 man World Cup squad as it was announced on live TV yesterday. But we're doing things a little differently. I'm putting a limit on myself. I only get to talk about each player on the roster for 10 seconds. That's it. 10 seconds is all I get. I'm going to do my absolute best to rattle through all 26 players and keep this thing moving while also helping you learn more about this U.S. team and its players. It's going to be tough, but I think I'm up for the challenge. I'm Joe Lowry, and welcome to the Backfield Show, where we bring you unique coverage of the United States men's national team. You can hang out with us while you work on getting those fall decorations up, or while you do the dishes, or while you get out all of that rage that Greg Baralter left your favorite player out of this U.S. team. Here at Backfield, we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be. So let's get to it and talk soccer. Okay, we're going to start with our goalkeepers and work our way up the field position by position. The timer is primed. Let's get started with Matt Turner. Matt Turner is the best shot stopper in the U.S. men's national team pool. He's a brilliant player between the goalposts. Not as good with his feet, but could be a real X factor for the U.S. at this tournament. Okay. All right, that was close. Let's get into the next goalkeeper here. I'm going to go with Ethan Horvath next. Ethan Horvath can be a useful player for this U.S. team if they need him. Hopefully for Greg Berhalter, he doesn't end up needing to turn to Ethan Horvath. Okay, that one made it in under 10 seconds. Let's go to the next one. It's going to be Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson, I thought, played really well back in June for the U.S. Men's National Team when he was in that camp over the summer. I think he's a decent shot stopper, and he's better with his feet than Matt Turner. He's a good veteran presence as well, and that's my timer on Sean Johnson. Let's move on to the defense. Let's get to the center backs and start with Walker Zimmerman. Zimmerman has great hair. Uh, He's willing to bring the ball forward out of the back occasionally. Not the best passer, but he's capable in that way, and he's good in the air defensively. He's been a rock for this U.S. team. All right, up next we have Aaron Long. Controversial Aaron Long in some ways. Not great with the ball at his feet. He's not someone you want to try to break down a low block. He does have some, have some recovery speed, excuse me, and he can help you defend him behind a high line. <sighs> All right, we're going next to Cameron Carter-Vickers. Cameron Carter-Vickers has an improved passing range, and with Celtic, he's improved that work on the ball. He is aggressive and physical. He's not the quickest guy, but he has a lot of qualities that I like. And then finally, Tim Ream. He's a veteran. He's great on the ball for Fulham. He's been playing in the Premier League. He wasn't involved much towards the end of World Cup qualifying at all, really, at that stage, but I think he brings a lot to this group. I'm glad that he's here. All right, we did well with the center backs. Let's keep things going and look at the fullbacks starting at the right back spot. Sergino Dest, he is full of sauce. He's one of the most entertaining players to watch. I would wager not just on this U.S. team, but at the entire World Cup. Great right foot, great left foot. He's going to be on the right side for the U.S., All right, Shaq Moore is coming up next. This one was a surprise to me. I did not expect to see Nashville SC Shaq Moore in this squad. I don't really expect him to play much, so that's what I got to say about Shaq Moore. Let's move on to DeAndre Yedlin. Yedlin is a World Cup player, he's been at the World Cup before. I don't think he can do a ton really to help this team at this point on the field, but in the locker room, I think you have to bring someone like Yedlin into this group. Moving over to left back, we're starting with Anthony Jedi Robinson. Anthony Robinson gets up and down the left side of the field like really nobody else in this U.S. pool. He's the only true left back on this squad. I think ideally for Berhalter, he would play every single minute at this competition. Moving then to maybe the backup left back, it's Joe Scally. Scally's playing in the Bundesliga for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Brings a lot. Good on the ball. Not the fastest player. Not really someone you want trapped in one v one defense either. All right, that was that was close. We're gonna keep things going here with the midfield. In defensive midfield, we have a couple of different names, starting first with Tyler Adams. Adams is everywhere all the time. He is this team's anchor. Defensively, he's a great counterpresser. Not someone you want to really have to break a lot of lines with the ball, but can keep things moving and is really valuable with this team. Moving on to count Acosta. Acosta is the backup to Tyler Adams. I think for the U.S., ideally, he's not going to do a lot more than that, but he can also pick up some spot minutes at the number eight. He's not the most mobile guy, but can do the job just fine, basically. All right, then getting into the number eight spots. I have four sort of in this group for me. I know U.S. soccer listed seven midfielders. I'm going with four here and leaving Brendan Aronson for the winger. So, more on him later. First up is Eunice Musa. Musa is so smooth on the ball. He might be my favorite player to watch here for the U.S. plays with uh, Valencia and La Liga and could be primed for a big money move after this tournament. Weston McKenney McKenney is a set-piece threat. If you need to know one thing about McKenney, it's that he is very dangerous in those dead ball moments. Also can show some great flashes in possession and is useful in the press. Then we got Luca De La Torre. De La Torre has been dealing with injuries for Celta Vigo in La Liga, but his status on this roster is an encouraging sign about his recovery. Hopefully he can be involved in pickup spot minutes at the 8. And then the last name that I'm going to run through here is Christian Roldan. I, I think this is a locker room selection. I don't think you can make a great argument for Oldon being in over Georgie Mihalovich or Eric Williamson, or even maybe a couple of other players, but he's liked in the locker room based on everything. I know. All right. That was that was the midfield group. Let's then push on forward to the wingers. First up, Brendan Aronson. I mentioned him earlier. Really quick, aggressive presser. He's everywhere all the time, just like Tyler Adams. There's a reason that both Adams and Aronson are at Leeds under Jesse March. All right, that's Aaronson. on then to Tim Weah. Weah is like the one kind of true winger in this U.S. poll. Maybe Christian Pulisic is that as well. But Wea is great at getting behind. He can go north, south, or east, west. I think he's a real asset to this team. Christian Pulisic, I just mentioned his name. Let's talk about him. Pulisic is this team's talisman. In so many ways, he is the face of this U.S. men's national team. He started the U.S.'s exodus, really, from MLS academies or, or youth academies in general to Europe. Okay, that's, that's all I get for Christian Pulisic. Uh, Gio Reyna is the next one that I think we should tackle here. Giorena might just be the best player in this entire pool. He is a generational talent. If he wasn't so injury prone, everybody around the world would already know his name. Maybe after this World Cup, they will. Last winger here that I'm going to go through is Jordan Morris. I'm surprised to see Jordan Morris here over Paul Areola a little bit. I think it was always going to be one of them who made this squad. It turns out to be Morris. I think Morris brings a bit more in the attack. Areola brings a bit more in the defense. Either way, they're both depth options. All right, let's finish this thing out with the number nines. Here we go. First up, Jesus Ferreira. He's been a Beralter favorite since really 2020. He's a great presser, good link-up play, not a threat on set pieces, and needs others to create shots for him. But that's everybody in the U.S. pool. On the number nine front, I kind of cheated and went a little long there. We're going to go now to Josh Sargent. Sargent has been playing well in the English Championship. Uh, He is a physical presence, not super tall, but can bang around in the box, can help drop in link play and be physical. Also a good presser. I like Sargent. The last option here that Beralter brought in up top was a major surprise. It wasn't Ricardo Pepe. It wasn't Jordan Pifak. It was Haji Wright. Let's start the timer on Haji Wright. Wright's lanky. He reminds me of Pepe. They're both kind of gallopy, running behind options up top. He's playing in Turkey right now and has done well there in Turkey. Uh, we'll see what he brings to this group. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all 26 players for the U.S. Men's National Team World Cup roster. I mentioned along the way a lot of the, the options that maybe didn't make it that I thought should or some of the players I was surprised to see in. We're going to learn more about this squad ahead of its its finalization, really, which doesn't happen until next week. It's November 14th that the final roster is due. Until then, that's all we have on this episode of the Backheeled Show. If you're looking for more quality World Cup and USMNT coverage, I want to forward you on to Backheeled.com. We have a lot of stories out there on the US Men's National Team, the World Cup, and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. For now, I've been Joe Lowry, and we'll talk to you again soon.